Welcome back to the Knicks Wall at the Buzzer podcast. My name is Joshua Richards, and I'm here with Dean Juanu and Patrick Diaz. The Knicks had a victory over the Houston Rockets, 106-99, where the Knicks squeaked away with a victory. Uh, in the fourth quarter, Alec Burks, with his heroics, I think he had about 14 points and helped the Knicks push to victory. Uh, Dean, do you have any thoughts from this game? Well, it was as ugly as ugly gets for a good three quarters, maybe a little more than that even. Um, on the bright side, pretty much from the jump, we had a bounce back game for Evan Fournier. Bounce back, bounce back, like it's been you know, 13, 14 straight games of mostly struggles for him, but his shots were falling. And when his shots are falling, he seems a little more engaged, um, doing a little bit more stuff with the ball. He had this one uh, find of RJ. He was, looked like Fournier was caught in the corner and found RJ under the rim. Really nice pass. Um, but I thought Randall struggled a good bit. We know that RJ continued to struggle. And um, a lot of guys struggled for a good portion of this game. Uh, Pat, what stood out to you uh, in the early going in this one? Uh, well, you mentioned that just the continued struggles. Um, RJ stands out the most, you know, because, uh, well, you know, RJ he has a propensity to get things going on a little bit later, which he, which he did a little bit there at, at, in the third quarter, but um, just his struggles in the beginning of the game are, you know, they're still real prevalent. Um, I don't know. I, it's just a little worrying that he's becoming streaky, you know, like um, for a while there, he, he had four or five games where he was, you know, 20 points every game, every game. And since then it's just been, you know, like real, real real a real real struggle shooting the ball and just getting it going early and i think um what what what's working against them is the uh the less calls this season obviously um you know they're trying to um make the game more fluid with the less calling and you know having a a, a less of a parade of free throws so i think rj isn't benefiting from the less calls. Like, you know, since he's a guy who's, who's likes to drive to the basket, I feel like he should be getting more calls because he gets whacked and the, and the ball's not going down for him. And I know that can be frustrating. So I feel like that really works against him because it's like, if it, at least if your shot isn't falling, you can get to the line. And I feel like RJ's not getting some of those calls that he would be getting if the refs were making the calls that they're used to making. Um, so yeah, that's what kind of stood out to me. Right. Yeah, and Josh RJ, I feel like he's a hard person to kind of judge on those foul calls because I guess say his biggest attribute is his strength. So when he's driving to the basket, when he gets whacked, it looks like he he kind of absorbs that contact, so it doesn't really look like he's you know getting those foul calls. So he, a part of him, I know he probably doesn't want to flop, but he has to be able to sell that kind of contact that he draws and initiates initiates from the defender a little bit better, but. You know, refs do have to do better job on that end because I feel like that's been the story of his most most of his career, him not being able to really draw those foul calls. But you know, it's not even just him getting to the basket. I feel like he's overall this season he's been 
able to get to the basket a lot better. Um, and I mean, throughout the stretch, he's been kind of struggling, but his shot is really what's been the downfall for him. He's not really getting into rhythm with his shots. I feel like at times he's not really squaring his feet up properly. You can see where like he kind of leans a little bit too much forward on his, I don't know if it's just his pull-ups or just in general for his shots, but you can see where he's off balance and he's not really getting into rhythm for those shots to really get those clean looks. And he's getting a lot of, you know, front rim shots, a lot of back rims. He's not really getting, you know, properly lined up where how he, he usually gets for his shots. But, you know, I feel like RJ, it's going to take him some time. He's got to keep on shooting and soon he'll be out of that struggle. Do you have any thoughts on RJ so far? It's a similar problem to what we saw with Carmelo for years. You know, those guys are strong. Uh, doesn't show too much when they get hit on their way to the basket because they tend to stay solid and uh, not really sell the contact. And, um, you know, it looks like they were able to get their shot off. But I think to an extent um, what's going on with RJ is that he's really just trying to focus on his finishing and he's not so worried about getting the call. I think he's just approaching every play like, I got to finish this. I got to make this. We know he puts in a lot of work in the offseason. And I think in the offseason, he's not practicing getting fouled. I think he's, he's practicing making the shot. And um, he's, put, he's added a lot to his game over the last couple of years. Still trying to put it together. Um, obviously, he had that stretch a little bit earlier in the year where he was really, really on fire hasn't been there for him. And I think that whole first unit, they all kind of rub off on each other. I think RJ's at his best when the ball's moving, when defense is leading to offense. And unfortunately with that first group, um, you know, eventually we saw it tonight. I, I felt like a turning point was when Kemba Walker, he uh, should have been an and one, but it wasn't, but he went hard to the rack. He made it Tice landed on him. And, you know, there had been a lot of missed calls to that point, a lot of physicality. And then I feel like the Knicks started to take it a little more personally. So at that point, the Knicks started to play a lot harder on defense. Um, it stayed ugly. It stayed a little scrappy on offense. But um, I thought the body language and just the, the hustle and the grit was a little bit better from that point on. Uh, Pat, what did you see, you know, in the second half, maybe not so much in the third quarter, but uh, when it started to come together, what do you think the, the Knicks owe that to? Um, well, I think the defense, um, obviously it was against the Houston Rockets. They're the worst team in the league, but um, the Knicks ended the game on a 17-5 run. Um, so they can turn it up if, if they want. Uh, the Knicks hounded them. Derrick Gross was getting blocks. Alec Burks had two steals. He was in the passing lanes. So when, when you know, when, when it's time to get serious on defense, the Knicks can do it. And if they can keep up that level of intensity throughout the game, like, this, they're golden. They just, like, defense, all defense takes is effort. If you try on defense, you're going to get results. And this is what this team is built on. This is what the coach preaches. So I feel like if, if they just keep that intensity up, you know, everything else will come. I feel like, you know, like the Knicks, now that the Knicks are a little bit younger, they're a running team. You know, if they get on, they have Derrick Rose. Well, he's, he's a little bit older, but, you know, Derrick Rose is explosive. Like, if you know, if they play defense, they get a steal here. They could run up the court, throw an alley-oop somewhere, find an open shooter. Like, it, I feel like the key to opening to – the team is just like getting back to that defensive intensity. Like they were a top four defense in the league last year. Like that just doesn't go away. So I feel like if they can keep up that intensity that they finished the game off with tonight, I feel like 
things will start to turn around. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, they held the Rockets 99 points. I know it's the Rockets. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA, but, you know, they played pretty good basketball today. I can't really say anything bad on our part, but I feel like for most of the game, they were getting into spots. Eric Gordon was playing pretty well today, but, you know, all around, you know, I think the Knicks defense was okay, especially like you said in the fourth quarter when they finally lock in. They can really, you know, get stops, and they look like that team from last year. Um, like uh, for the one fourth quarter, Alec Burks. I, I think without him, I don't, I don't even know if we win this game. But like you said, you know, when when that bench unit mainly can get locked in, you know, they really help and push this team forward. Dean, any thoughts from the fourth? Yeah, see, that's something that uh, we were just discussing right before we started recording. Is that you know coming into this game, you hope the Knicks blow out the Rockets because we know we have a tough stretch of games ahead of us. So you wanted to see the Knicks blow out the Rockets. You wanted to see that starting unit really figure things out. And, um, you know, the cold, hard truth about it is that the Knicks probably lose this game if Alec Burks doesn't go crazy in that fourth quarter. And Alec Burks finished six of seven from three. Knicks also got five of 10 from three for, uh, for Evan Fournier over the course of the game. So those guys combining for 11 threes kind of bailed the Knicks out tonight. Knicks really had nothing going. Um, we saw a lot of stagnation from Randall. One play in particular where he had the ball and he had at least three guys on him. Uh, shot clock winding down. He didn't kick it out until it was too late. It was a 24-second violation. But they're still figuring things out. That fourth quarter was honestly glorious. We got some good contributions from quickly. I think he had 10 or 12 in the fourth quarter, something like that. Um, and that's what we expect from that bench group. It's, uh, it might not be fair, but... All year long, we're expecting that bench group to, you know, win us games, drag us out of holes, and you know, make up for a lot of a lot of what's gone wrong. Um, yeah, we didn't see RJ down the stretch. We saw Fournier in his place. I don't think that we've seen this closing lineup with uh, it was quickly, it was quickly Alec Burks, Evan Fournier, Randall, and Nerlens Noel, um, and they got it done in the end. It wasn't pretty at all times, but. Yeah, Alec Burke shooting really, really bailed the Knicks out tonight. Yeah, um, you said it. Um, that second unit just keeps coming up and, you know, mopping things up when the starters make a mess. And, you know, I mean, we've discussed, like, you know, um, making changes to the lineup or whatever. But the thing is that the second unit is so cohesive and they make things work so well. You know, it'd be it'd be like crazy to like mess with, with, with that unit right now, since they're, they're what, they're, they are what keep the team, they're what's keeping the team alive in these games. And, you know, and, and when it's not Burks, it's, it's uh, Emmanuel quickly. When it's not IQ, it's OB top. And it's always somebody different on the second unit. So it's really important to keep those guys going. Yeah. So I completely agree, Patrick, but to back on what Dean was saying, uh, we, we can't always get away with those fourth-quarter heroics from a guy like Alec Burks. Um, one night it might be Alec Burks, one night it might be Emmanuel quickly going off in the fourth quarter, but that's not always going to be consistent or um, something we can depend on if our, our starters isn't playing up to par. In the first quarter, they only scored 13 points, and for most of that, that first quarter, it was really ugly offense. I know Evan Fournier kind of got, got going throughout this game, but... Um, if one guy isn't going, we can't have those games where just one guy is going off in the in the starting lineup and playing good ball. We need 
better ball movement. And I don't know what it's going to take for us to get back to that preseason ball we were playing earlier in the game, in the season. But um, we have to play better because um, we're not going to be um, up to par with these other teams, especially in our upcoming schedule. Dean, you have any thoughts? Yeah, you mentioned that upcoming schedule. It's Chicago, the Lakers, the Suns, the Hawks, the Nets, Chicago again, and Denver through Saturday, December 4th. And you know, while you could be worried about that stretch of games and you know, fear that the Knicks might break up some losses in that time, I think that it's a really good opportunity for the Knicks to start clicking, for this starting lineup to start gelling and for everything to fall into place because you know, going into games as the favorite, it's a lot of pressure to not mess up. And I think that I think this team needs some signature wins. I think that they need to go into some games and some, some arenas where they're not expected to get the win and just put it together, um, everyone at once. Like tonight, we had Fournier uh, really come out of a slump and have, for the most part, a really great game. But I didn't really love what I saw from Julius Randle tonight. Kemba Walker had some nice moments, but, you know, he struggled a bit. And, uh, of course, you know, RJ. We really need RJ to pick it up. Um, we know from last year, the year before, we know that one of these games, he's probably going to have a hot night and keep it going for a while. And it'll seem indefinite and we'll take it for granted that it'll always continue. And then he might hit a rough patch again. But if there's ever a time to just try to get things on track, it's this next stretch of games against these good teams. Because at the end of the day, the Knicks are nine and seven. You know, it's not been too much fun to be a Knicks fan so far this year with all the chemistry issues they've had with the expectations we had coming in. But at the end of the day, they're nine and seven. There's a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, if over this next stretch of games, they can turn something around. I mean, like, like Pat, what are you thinking for this next stretch of games? What are you hoping to well, see? Well, I'm hoping um, the offense gets it. Well, the starting offense gets it going. Like Josh said, um, you know, they were they went crazy in the preseason, hitting all these threes. They went undefeated, all of that. So my thing is they got to get that going again. And it's crazy how all of them went cold around the same time. And um, like you said, the Knicks, um, they played down to their competition. You know, like like this game, the Knicks should have blown Houston out. Like at home, you know, they're the worst team in the NBA, like we mentioned before. They, it should have been one of those games where they it's a feel-good game where it was never in doubt, but it was in doubt to like about two minutes left in the game, you know, and that's, that's kind of disappointing. Even a win is a win, but you know, that's, that sucks to see. But like you say, like, you know, the Knicks, they can also play up to the competition. They, the Knicks have had signature wins already. They, they went to Philly, they dominated Philadelphia. Um, they went into Milwaukee, they dominated the Bucks. Julius outplayed Giannis in Milwaukee. Um, so the Knicks, they have the, the potential to go into these places, into these hostile environments and these upper echelon teams and compete with them. It's just them figuring it out, you know? Like, just, you can hit, like, they just have to start hitting their shots. Like, they can't all be cold at the same time. So, you know, like you said, Dean, um, just, just getting a couple wins in this stretch, you know, to show people that, you know, it's... It's not a, they're not a fluke that that five on one start wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't fake, you know, that the Knicks are, the Knicks can't come to play. And I, I feel like they can, they can squeeze a couple in there. And, you know, with Chicago, they already went into Chicago and, and beat them there. They're going back to Chicago tomorrow. Um, the Lakers aren't so hot right now, even though 
they look stacked on paper, but you know, the Lakers have their own struggles. So the Knicks could, you know, they could probably um, surprise them there. Um, and yeah, just like you said, like, just, just try to get things going again and try to get a couple signature wins in this, in this really, really tough stretch. Josh. Yeah, I completely agree, Patrick. Uh, just looking forward to this Chicago Bulls game. I think this game is really going to be one of our, you know, signature games to figure out what kind of team we are. You know, they're playing those highly touted Bulls that are at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. And, you know, uh, one matchup I'm really looking forward to is seeing how Julius handles this game because he's the guy that really takes matchups personally. You know, Javante Green is really a guy that I think he's probably going to be primarily guarding him. And he's the guy, Julius Randle, I mean, he's a guy that takes these matchups personally. And he's probably going to think that Javante Green is on his level. But as we've seen this season, Julius Randle's kind of been struggling um, on those one-on-one matchups. And he's not really been getting those pull-up jumpers off that he's been getting in, you know, last season. So... I want to see him, if his shot isn't going off, to be able to move the ball around and, you know, get his teammates acclimated and not trying to get those shots off that if they're not falling to, you know, you know, figure out how to impact the game in more ways if his you know, offense isn't going. Dean, any, any thoughts on this Chicago game coming up? Yeah, you touched on what Randall's matchup might be with uh, Javante Green. And Javante Green's a good player and good defender, but uh, I think he's, I think Randall's got at least four inches on him something like that. Uh, the other guy I could think of that they could throw at Randall would be Derek Jones Jr., who is, you know, freak athlete, but super skinny. And I think this is a game where Randall needs to have a signature performance. But as you touched on, we don't want him to force it. We don't want him to think that his defender is not on his level and then, you know, therefore just try to take matters into his own hands, stop the ball. Uh, we need to keep the ball moving. Um, Got to keep DeMar DeRozan in check, and that's going to be tough. I think going into the last game, we might have discussed, or at least you know internally on the Slack, like how are we going to guard the perimeter players on the Bulls with the, the Knicks starting lineup one through three of Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, and R.J. Barrett. Um, Walker and Fournier, are, you know, they might have a little bit of trouble with either Levine, DeRozan, Lonzo Ball. Um, and at that time, when they first played, RJ was playing like all world defense. RJ hasn't quite been as attentive on that end, but it's a good uh, it's a good opportunity to show something. You know, Fournier has a reputation of being a pretty decent defender. He's got some good size, and um, tomorrow is like you said, a real you know it's a real game for the Knicks to measure what they're made of. Uh, Patrick, what do you think about this Bulls matchup? Yeah, I mean, you you guys hit the nail right on the head. The, the Bulls are tough, you know. They're not the same team the Knicks played earlier this season. You know, they, they're starting to figure things out. And just DeMar DeRozan, you know, you got to keep got to try to keep him in check. And then you got to worry about Levine. So, and Vujicic, uh, 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 you know, it's like the Bulls, they're no, they're no cakewalk. So, and obviously they, they remember that game versus the Knicks. And they're they're probably gonna try to come and you know punch him in the mouth early, and you know the Knicks are struggling now, so it, you know like they they just gotta worry about there's two there's a lot of factors going into this Bulls game, you know they're 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 tough, and um it's I mean it's good that uh, Fournier sort of got it going tonight um maybe he can keep that up tomorrow, you know just because the Bulls have so much firepower um on the wing side you know. And like you said, you know, he's he's a little he's a bigger guard, so you know he he'll have some size. Maybe you could throw his weight around, make it um, uncomfortable for 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 the for uh, Chicago's wing players to get it going. 
And also, um, past the Bulls game, you know, like some of the best, he's going to be going off against some of the best wing players coming up now against, you know, uh, Brooklyn and James Harden and um, the Suns with Devin Booker and guys like that. So it, 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 it doesn't get easier for, for, um, for, for Fournier at the shooting guard spot. And RJ, who, who's probably going to have to take some of those assignments on as well. Josh, anything? Sure this, this, the next couple stretch of games is going to be a lot of tough win, guys. But looking towards this Bulls game again, um, yeah, the Bulls are going to be looking to punch us in the mouth after, you know, us getting that, that win against them last time. Um, funny enough, I think we had probably the best stretch of offense from our starting lineup against that Bulls game where we went on like a, I think it was like 11 11 row run or something like that in that first couple of minutes that that Bulls game where the offense was looking like it was clicking for that game. So you can really see those are the kind of moments when that Knicks kind of starting lineup goes out to play. But another matchup to see is I think that last game, the Bulls had some success with putting Lonzo Ball on Julius. So that's another matchup I'll be looking forward to seeing. But yeah, this will be an interesting game to see who they match up on the wing because they have Evan Fournier and RJ Barrett. And they've really been struggling with their defense this season. So I want to see how they match up with uh, those wing guys in, in Chicago, see if they can finally be locked in on that end and be communicating well and coming out to play against those guys. And this has to be a big game from um, Kevin Kemp Walker as well. Um, they have a lot of um, size over in there in Chicago uh, with guys from like Alex Crusoe who can give Kemba some problems and even guys like Derrick Rose and Manny Kukla off the bench some problems. So really got to come out there with some um, intensity to really get at them. Um, at the basket as well, because um, Vooch isn't that good of a defender in the paint with that his um, drop defense. So got to find ways to you know attack them on, in that in that way. Dean, any more thoughts? Yeah, one last thing before we go. Uh, as far as Vucevic goes, you know he hasn't had the same level of play this year as he did the last couple of years, where he was like a definite All Star, uh, really racking up numbers in Orlando. And we don't want to be the game that, you know, gets Vucevic back on the map. And um, hopefully Mitch will be good to go. Maybe even Taj Gibson good to go because I don't love Nerlens Noel uh, as the matchup against a player like Vucevic. Nerlens Noel is a great help defender. He's a great past poking balls away, always at the top of the league in deflections. But a guy like Vucevic, big, strong, um, he might give Nerlens Noel some trouble in the post. He might go after some offensive rebounds and, Noel might uh, struggle to keep him off the glass. So um, I'm just hoping that we get a healthy dose of uh, Mitch and Taj on him. And uh, all around, I think that the Bulls bench is a little bit of a weak spot for them. Obviously, the Knicks bench is a huge strength. So that really puts it on the starters tomorrow to come out and have a nice game and try to stay competitive in those minutes. I'm not even going to sit here and say the, the, the starters need to open up a lead and give that to the bench. We just need the starters to stay competitive um, I remember, I think last time around, the, the Bulls even staggered DeRozan and Ball into that backup unit, and the Knicks bench, I believe, still got the best of them. Because, of course, the Knicks bench has got great chemistry and always does their thing. So a lot to watch for, and I'm honestly excited for the game, even though today was a little bit of a slog, a little bit of a struggle. Uh, looking forward to seeing what the Knicks do. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks Wall at the Buzzer podcast. You know, this Bulls game tomorrow is going to be a really – good measuring measuring test for this this next team and hope you get a win thank you for listening